You're listening to the Mental Housekeeping Podcast, Episode 5. Welcome to the Mental Housekeeping Podcast. Join me every week for new insights on what can be keeping you from living the life that you want and what you can do about it. And I'm your host, Tina Kalamanis. Hey, it's Tina Kay here, your host and coach for the Mental Housekeeping Podcast. Let's just get down to business. Is sales part of your job? If you think it isn't, I encourage you to think again. New York Times bestselling author Daniel Pink, who writes books about work, management, and behavioral science, says that in today's world, we're all salespeople. He even has a new book out called to sell as human the surprising truth about moving others. We're all trying to move each other. For instance, have you ever had a job interview? Then you've attempted to move your potential employer to see you and select you as the best candidate. Have you ever flirted with someone whom you like? Then you've attempted to move that person towards liking you back and possibly a date. And of course, there's traditional sales where you're moving someone to buy your product or your service. We're going to do things a bit differently in this episode, which is my way of moving you towards some new awareness that can impact your own life in a positive way, whatever that is for you. We're going to do a little cinema verite, but audio style, since this is a podcast. So audio verite? You get to be a fly in the wall as we go through part of an actual coaching session I did with a client of mine. With her permission, of course, the session was recorded so we can make this into a learning opportunity for others. Because sales or selling in general has its own baggage. We need to definitely sort that out since we're constantly selling all the time. Spoiler alert, in the end, It's not really about sales because what you think your problem is, isn't the actual problem. So everyone's really going to get something out of this episode. Recently, I started watching the show called Sell It Like Sirhant. It stars Ryan Sirhant, who was one of the stars on the Bravo series Million Dollar Listing New York, which I love because if you know me, I'm obsessed with real estate. And I love watching all the high-end deals that go along with those very expensive New York apartments. Anyway, Ryan is an excellent real estate agent who can sell, sell, sell. So naturally, Bravo would give him his own show where he goes in and transforms other salespeople in various companies who have very poor sales numbers. Basically, he's their last hope to finally get their sales quotas up before those sales reps get fired. When you watch these sales reps try and sell whatever it is that they're selling, you immediately see their internal blocks come out. Most have selling associated with that sleazy used car salesman that's greedy, manipulative, etc. Most even admit that's what they think selling is to them. And that's quite a money-blocking belief. But if you know what you're selling has a lot of value for others then really there's nothing wrong with selling it for others to buy. It's just all the mental crap that we have picked up all around us about selling and that keeps getting triggered right before you try to sell anything. Some of these triggers, these blocks are more easily identifiable, 
like not wanting to be perceived as that sleazy used car salesman when talking to a customer, or the lack of self-confidence in yourself or in the product, or just not knowing how or when to close the deal. So my client Zoe, whom you'll hear in the recording in a minute, asked me to help her figure out why she was having trouble closing sales in her business. And it was just making her so frustrated and confused as to what was going on. So then she naturally asked me to coach her to help find a solution. And in Zoe's case, that sleazy used car salesman persona isn't even in her awareness because she's originally from Venezuela and back home that used car salesman thing isn't even a thing. She's super confident and loves talking to people and loves what she does and knows that she has a lot of value to offer. And she also knows what it takes to close a sale. So what's the problem then? I'm going to play you the clip and we'll unpack it afterwards. But first, let me set this up for you. Zoe had a meeting with a potential client for lunch who's shown interest in her services. Even with a verbal interest and a physical meeting, there still was no sale. The recording starts with Zoe and I talking about what happened after the discovery session, which was the meeting Zoe and the potential client had. Oh, and before I actually play this, be aware that there are a few F-bombs. So if you have small children around or you're at work, this may be a great time to use headphones if you aren't already. All right, here we go. Yeah, like I went to the, the discovery session. And uh, she was like, yeah, all ready to go and say yes. So, and uh, I should have my contracts right there and say, okay, you want to start doing this? This is how much it is. Well, let's make a payment plan and let's start doing it now. So it's like you almost need to be like, you know, back in the day, like here, we'd have the door-to-door -door salesman where at first they were like selling vacuums or whatever, and they would have their demo, even though, and then they had all their contracts and everything right there. They're like, okay, well, I can sign you up right now. You, you know, I can sell you this, you can order this. Like that, yes. I need to have the contracts right there. To treat it as a sales meeting. Yeah. So going into it, what was running through your mind? Yeah, I, actually, that was one thing that I should have my contract ready. When, let's go back. When did you make this appointment with this lady? Last week. Okay, last week. Okay, so after you made the appointment, okay, what was the intention of making that appointment? She told me that she wanted hypnosis. So did she call you? Uh, no, I called her. Okay, you called her. So what was the intention of the call? I actually first wanted From... to just see her. Yeah, when I called her, I said, hey, how's it going? Long time no see. I wanted to have some coffee or lunch together. Let's get together. Because I met her early this year, and I told her what I'd do, and she was really interested, but, you know, she's that kind so, of... So you, called, you knew she was interested, and you called her on a social level. Yes. So, so how come so how come you didn't call her on the business level when you knew that she was interested? Yeah. Because it's also like separating the social from the business. So did you have any intention because you approached it as a social, did you have any intention to actually have a socialized 
future relationship with this person, like hanging out and just being friends and that. Yeah. Yeah, that was my intention first, because after I realized that she never called me back. So I follow up with her like three or five times. I don't know how many times saying, OK, do you want to have a discovery session? Let's book it. Let's book it. It never went through. Nothing happened. So I'm like, OK, fuck it. She's not ready. But then I really like her. I'm like, well, maybe we can just be friends. That's cool because I like to hang out with her, you know, something. And that was my intention first. Say, well, okay, maybe we just hang out. So you changed the dynamic and said, oh, no, we'll just be friends instead of seeing her as a business client. Yeah. So you made that decision unconsciously. And then when you met with her, she was still like interested in the products. And then you met with her on, so this is where the mismatch happens. So you met with her as a discovery session, which is a business meeting with the mental and energetic intention of a friendship. Fuck, how the hell? Because your mental state was social friendship. And you invited her to a business meeting, like coffee meeting. So you mismatched the actual. So that would confuse someone to, to buy in right then and there. So it would be and the other person would be like, well, do you want to just like hang out with me or do you actually want me to pay for something? Because you can't have both. How can I then change that? Is that my strategy, my decision making? Well, and number one, it's like either you see someone as a client or you see them as a friend. You made a decision to switch it. So instead of pursuing yeah. all the way, you flipped it in your head. And you can't be friends with every potential client. It's like it's like, do you, it's, it's like, do you need friends or are you need clients? Yeah, exactly. So what's going through your head right now? That I need to, to separate that and be clear in my mind. Yeah. I need to have a clear picture that, yeah, this person is going to be my client because this and this, or this person is going to be my friend because this and this. So... If I go with that intention, yeah, friend, but business, but no, but friend, but business, it's like this freaking like back and forth thing. That's what is like going into my mind, the confusion. Yeah. And then they're, they're going to be confused with the service that you're offering. So you needed to follow through on the original intention. Yeah. So with that original intention, then you would have your contracts ready, you would have all your sales information and so on. I mean, you're still going to be there building rapport, you know, and uh, yeah, yeah, it is about making the sale. This is like so cool to have that now clear that because I've been doing that like with fucking so many people. <laughs> we know you're social. You can do that. Yeah, that's yeah. not paying the bills and building the business. No. So either they're friends or clients. Okay. Yeah, this is really cool. Thank you so much. Because now it's making sense. So no wonder I'm going out doing something and it's like goes nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God.
Should I cry now? No, there's no cry. It's just awareness. I know. <laughs> I think it's like when we do things and we realize that you're like, oh, well, that's silly. <laughs> okay, let's unpack this because there are a lot of learnings here. First, we talk ourselves in and out of things all the time. What you tell yourself is an auto-suggestion to your unconscious mind. It's you doing hypnosis on yourself. Which makes sense because all hypnosis is self-hypnosis as per the legal definition. Basically, Zoe psyched herself out. The moment she decided that this woman, this potential client, wasn't ready. That's when everything really shifted and the original intention was changed. Even on that Bravo show, the sales reps that were having problems were constantly psyching themselves out with their negative beliefs that sales are sleazy or greedy or even telling themselves they're not good at sales or whatever. And doing all that right before trying to do a sale. It's really each person coming up with their own internal story in their head of why it's hard for them to do the job. But in the end, it all has to deal with some deep emotional fear that has a story, some reasoning behind it, used as a tool to psych themselves out and not make those sales. And that really disconnects you from the customer. And that fear holds a lot of energy and makes the auto-suggestion much more powerful. Each time Ryan on that show has to get those sales reps to shift their thinking. And each time that old thinking changes, those sales reps actually connect and make sales. They get a different result. Second, Zoe confesses in the beginning that she didn't even have the contracts with her. This is really significant because a contract isn't just a contract, some piece of paper that has all the information that you agree to via your signature. A contract represents a commitment. And without those contracts, Zoe proved that she was already uncommitted to locking in this lady as a client even before she met her. The third point is that you'll notice that I use a lot of questions to keep Zoe from getting too deep into her story. In other words, what's happening? The questions are to keep the focus on uncovering how things came about, basically to get to the root of the problem. When you focus only on what is happening, you can end up really spinning in a story and lose out on any perspective on the problem. Most of what we say is just filler and distracts us from actually getting to the root of the problem and into a solution. And it really can stir up a lot of negative emotions. This is how problems stay problems. And the story around them actually embeds the problem even deeper into your unconscious mind. The story is an auto-suggestion. And my job is to use questions to strategically uncover what's happening on the unconscious level. And this is why it helps to have someone else coach you to get that perspective. Because it's hard to read the label when you're in the bottle. And the fourth and the last point is, it all comes down to intention, which is everything. Zoe ended up flipping her original intention from a business meeting to a social one. 
which led to her psyching herself out, being uncommitted to the sales process, and confused as to what was happening at the meeting to result in no sale. This was all done when Zoe decided that the potential client wasn't ready. That was the story, the internal suggestion that was completely made up in her head. That was the trigger that changed the intention of the meeting from a business one to a social one. And that confused Zoe and possibly the lady that she was meeting as well because her original intention to meet Zoe possibly didn't change. Not being clear on your intentions will affect the focus and that will affect your outcomes. See, it's about sales, but it's not really about sales. It's deeper than that. Everything is deeper than what you see happening around you. So let's get a bit deeper, shall we? I want to move you towards another idea based on the notion that we're always selling. The focus has always been outside of us, selling to other people. Now let's shift the perspective a little and consider one of our biggest neglected customers, ourselves. We constantly try to sell our own happiness to ourselves 24-7 and we're not closing the deal. Psyching ourselves out from buying into happiness from all the snake oil claims that hopefully one day or that if I had this person or thing in my life, it would be better, it would be great. Just like Zoe created a story in her head with her potential client not being ready, we also tell ourselves stories, and those are hypnotic stories. And all stories based on fear will change our intention, and our intention is what drives our attention, our focus. What we focus on in our lives, we get more of. So if fear is the focus, then we're going to get more things that make us feel unstable and stressful in our lives. So let me ask you, how many of you are psyching yourself out before doing something that you love to do or want to do? How committed are you to adding more value to your life? to stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing something different or changing something already in your life that can end up having a positive impact in your life. Like author Daniel Pink says, to sell is human. So for the love of humanity, move yourself towards taking care of your best customer, yourself, because you're worth it. Thank you so much for listening. I'd love to hear your feedback, your takeaways on this show. Head on over to iTunes and leave your comments. And while you're there, please subscribe to the podcast. And before we meet again next week, let me sell you on this belief. Stay awesome because you are awesome.